It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. Here with Zerlina Maxwell and joined by Simone D. Sanders, who is the Deputy Assistant to the President and Senior Advisor and Chief Spokesperson to the Vice President, one of the people getting things done in Washington. Simone, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Simone. We want to stop talking about Lauren Boebert. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) I was was listening to uh, the conversation and commentary and just... God bless you all and the public discourse. You know, one of the <laughs> one of the things that the president and vice president always talk about is that a lot a, a lot of their job and a lot of the job of this administration is to help instill trust uh, and and for people to know that government can and does work for them. So not these not not whatever else some of these other folks want to talk about targeting people and whatnot but doing the work showing that governments can and do show up for the people that the government can get something done uh, that's part of the argument that the president and vice president often make about democracies and that the you know when they get on the phone with these world leaders um oftentimes folks are saying ah Maybe democracies aren't doing so good. And the argument that the president and vice president make is, no, democracies are not a a relic of the past. They are the way of the future. And the United States is one of the countries helping lead the way. And I say all that to say is that the bipartisan infrastructure law that the president um, signed a couple weeks ago is an example of demonstrating that governments can and do work for the people. The Build Back Better Act, which is going to pass, okay, hopefully sooner than Mm -hmm. later, um, it is going to pass. Uh, It is an example that governments can and do work for the people. So what the president did yesterday in Minnesota, what the vice president will do tomorrow in North Carolina, uh, what she has done, and they've both done in their travels uh, prior to the bill passing and since the bill has passed, is go to communities across the country, highlight specific parts of the law, how uh, it relates to and will help improve lives for Americans across the country, but specifically people in that community, demonstrating that the government can and does work for the people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, so obviously all of this, and I'm I'm a little struck here. Are, are do we have to explain to world leaders that democracy is still viable? Like, are we that messed up that they're like, "Hey guys, what's going on over there? Maybe you should try a different way." Like, look, I does it look as some... bad to the outside as it does mm-hmm. to us? I guess. Well, look, I think coming into this, uh, coming into the Biden Harris administration. Uh, the United States had really abdicated its leadership on the world stage in a number of areas. Luckily, Mm -hmm. thanks to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and this administration, uh, the Mm -hmm. United States is rebuilding their, uh, their, their, their partnerships. We're reassuring our allies. Uh, You saw the president leading at COP26. There was a huge U.S. delegation. The vice president, uh, on a recently on a trip to France, um, spent five days in France speaking at the 
uh, Paris Peace Forum, the Paris Conference on Libya, held a bilateral meeting with President Macron, uh, a number of substantive uh, conversations and deliverables came out of those conversations, one of which um, is that France intends to join the Artemis Accords, uh, which is very important for our space exploration and the work that we mm -hmm. are doing in space. And the vice president is chair of the National Space Council is uh, doing a lot of this work, talking to these world leaders. So there are folks, yes, around the country. The president has said this. The vice president has said this. They have spoken to, to, to leaders on the phone some of which maybe who uh, do not lead democracies, okay, and who mm -hmm, suggest mm -hmm. that mm, maybe this isn't working out so well. And the and as the president said in the speech at the UN, the speech that he gave to the UN, he talked about examples of great democracies thriving here and now in the 21st century. He talked about Zambia and how young people across the co country of Zambia stood up, rose up, and turned out to vote and elected a a young, uh, innovative, visionary leader. He talked about the United States, how more than 80 million people came out to vote in the last election. And when they went to the polls, they went to the polls and they were voting for a plan to deal with COVID-19. They were voting for uh, a plan to get our economy back on track. They were voting for uh, a, a plan to help better their lives. And they got that via the ARP, the American Rescue Plan, the president has a plan for COVID right now. Whether you are five years old or 65 years old or older, you can go and get a shot to be vaccinated. And if you are over the age of uh, 18 and you've been vaccinated since June, you can get a booster. Testing is widely available in this country. $1,400 checks, child tax credit, like the list goes on. But part of what this president and this vice president believe is important is to demonstrate that government can and should work for the people and not just the richest people in this country, hardworking people, middle class folks, people who live in small towns, rural areas, and yes, even large cities. And that is the charge that brings them forward every day. And that is why, at least for me, like I get very excited talking about um, the work that this administration has done because you know what i don't think i, I do not think that this president vice president get a lot of credit get enough credit not I, enough I, well they don't get enough so so that actually makes me think of you know what what's the strategy over the next several months i mean you you sound confident about the build back better um act passing and becoming the law um but one of the things that's going to be important over the next year is to make sure the American people know that that extra money they get, that child tax credit um, check um, or deposit, that. that Joe okay. Biden did yes. that, right? So, yes. so, so, what is what's the strategy and and messaging piece for the next twelve months as we, you know, look at the impact of Joe Biden's policies and and um, how are you going to make it clear to voters that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did that? Well, I think we just created a tagline right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look at what we did. <laughs> we did it. We did it. This is what happens when you have comps professionals on the phone together. <laughs> great. You know, just uh, great minds get together. And you are funny. seeing it in real time already, though. So we are not waiting. Um, and we we didn't, this administration didn't wait until the bipartisan infrastructure bill uh, became the bipartisan infrastructure law to get out there and talk to people about what is in it, 
why it matters and what it will do for them and why this is a, a big deal. Uh, the president and vice president had been on the road. The entire cabinet had been on the road prior to passage. And the entire cabinet is now still on the road. And the president and vice president are on the road since passage. Um, tomorrow, the vice president is going to North Carolina. She's going to Charlotte. And she's going um, to be accompanied by Transportation Secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg. Very excited about that. And in Charlotte, what... What, sec- what the vice president and secretary Buttigieg are going to do are going to talk about specific pieces of the bipartisan infrastructure law. They're going to talk about the transit pieces. We're going to do a little bit on electric buses. We're going to speak specifically about how this lofty language and this big bill in Washington, what it means specifically for people in Charlotte, North Carolina. And what you will see from the vice president tomorrow is what the president did in Minnesota yesterday. It's what the president did in his travels last week. It's what the vice president did in her travels last week. It's what the cabinet is doing, going specifically to communities, doing local interviews, okay, talking with local leaders, giving remarks to a wider group of folks. So the vice president will give a speech tomorrow in North Carolina. Uh, it'll be about 100 people there. You know, COVID, we want to make sure we're COVID conscious and we will follow all our bar. COVID protocols, but we'll have community leaders, moms, dads, families, folks in the room um, who will who will be able to hear from the vice president of the United States of America just why she felt it was important to come on down to North Carolina to talk specifically about this bill. We're going to continue to do that all over this country because that is, in fact, what matters. We're going directly to the people on the campaign. We used to talk about meeting people in the beauty shops, barbershops, uh, and Bible studies. And this, this is the governing version of that. Going to folks' communities, mom and pop shops, large and small, um, rural areas, urban areas, to talk with people about what this means for them. And that's exactly what has to happen. I, so so we're so we've got the the infrastructure in the bag. We have the American Rescue Plan in the bag. We have the Build Back Better agenda still out there being discussed. We're still hearing like you know Mansions worried about the child expansion going too big. And I don't know. Can can I just like <laughs> soak in some of your confidence for a minute? Like that's really what I'm asking. <laughs> like tell me <laughs> tell me that that this agenda that is so damn popular that we all worked so hard to elect. Tell tell me we're gonna get it. <laughs> Yes, look, um, the, the president, vice president, and the senior officials in the administration, they are in close touch with a wide range of members. They're in touch with leadership, and they are engaging in good faith, frankly, as they have done throughout all of these negotiations. If you remember, I remember talking to you all, and folks are like, eh, are we going to yep. do the infrastructure? Mm-hmm. I don't feel settled. And I'm like, guys, this is part of the process. And we have our infrastructure bill. So this is part of the process. And we are negotiating in good faith. I will let you know that on Sunday, uh, the president's uh, senior staff met with um, Leader Schumer's team, uh, Leader Schumer folks out there, Chuck Schumer uh, of the United States Senate. And they will be meeting with the Senate Budget Committee uh, this week, actually. So we are making progress. From our perspective, we just have to look at the facts. And the facts are that the Build Back Better Act 
will help continue the the historic pace of job creation that we're now on for the long term, that it's going to give middle class families a little bit of breathing room and it's going to ease inflation. So we are we are confident it's going to cut a huge range of costs. That's why this bill is so important. We're talking about cutting costs for prescription drugs, cutting the cost of child care. Um, for the majority of, of middle-class families, like this bill is really going to help people. So we're gonna continue to make the case on the affirmative for the bill all across the country. And we're also gonna continue to negotiate in good faith. And those conversations are ongoing. And I'm telling y'all, this is just the process. <laughs> I mean, it, it's important to understand that the process, they call it sausage making for a particular reason. That wasn't just a random reference. Gross. That was because it's messy. Um, messy. <laughs> it is a little bit messy. Um, the other piece of, of the story, though, is also just the health and, and security of our democracy, right? So while the president and vice president and, and the administration have been, you know, working overtime on the pandemic and making sure that we can all get those shots in the arms at CVS and the boosters in the arms at CVS um, and making sure that we have uh, the Build Back Better agenda on top of the American Rescue Plan. But then there's also all of this other stuff happening, right? Today's um, the Supreme Court is hearing a huge case um, from Mississippi on abortion. You have the state laws that are passing, um, restricting voting rights. And it, it feels like there are, there are critical pieces, um, you know, that contribute to the health of our democracy that are that are being weakened on purpose and by, mm -hmm. you know, Republicans with a particular agenda. What's the word on voting rights uh, um, on the federal level? Because at least, um, you know, the first step in in protecting ballot access going forward so that um, the next election and the one after that are fair and free. Um, is there is there any word on <laughs> uh, or optimism you can you can impart on us um, on voting rights? Because I'm off that feels about voting rights. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> I I'm optimistic <laughs> about voting rights. Um, uh, the Monday before, actually the same day that the bill was passed, uh, the bipartisan infrastructure law was uh, signed into, pardon me, was signed into law and I passed. It was signed into law on a Monday. The vice president later on that day did a, a call with some advocates in the voting rights space, um, a number of different organizations and individuals to kind of rally the troops, talk to them, tell them that this is a priority for the president, it's a priority for her and this administration, and that they are, uh, is, and my ring is going off in the background, motion is detected at my doorbell, uh, and that this <laughs> is a priority for the administration and that they are continuing to press forward and they, we will be working with um, Leader Schumer's team to get it done. I know it's a priority for the United States Congress. Look, the, the president has been very clear that once the infrastructure package and the entirety of his Build Back Better agenda, we wrapped a bow around that. He's going to move to voting rights. And there are a number of other pressing issues, but voting rights is right at the top of those issues. The, the president and vice president has spent their careers advocating for and fighting for this. So it is a priority of this administration. Um, absolutely. But I, 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 I would be remiss if I did not underscore something that the, the, the vice president often says. She talks about that we know the names of our civil rights icon. Like we know the names of, um, we, know, we know Fannie Lou Hamer, we know John Lewis, we know C.T. Vivian, we know Diane Nash, you know, these are the icons. Mm -hmm. There are some other names that have bubbled up uh, 
that that we now know that that we talk about and those we know the names of the 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 governor in texas and we know why we know his name we know the names of the governor in georgia uh we know shelby beholder we know there is a there is an assault on voting rights in this country and yes we need to push for federal legislation and this president and vice president and this administration are pushing to get that done and it's a priority for them but we also need to be vigilant and that across the country uh leg state legislatures are passing bills as we speak are passing bills that will curb access to the ballot box for americans this should not be something that um this is not an issue for versus about democrats versus republicans this is about americans this is about the fundamental uh, a key tenet of our democracy is access to free fair and open elections this is what makes us uh the united states of america and what is happening across this country right now is that folks are passing bills and no one's saying anything about it mm -hmm. to be clear in texas the reason we know what happened in texas is because it it made national news right. and then frankly the president and vice president continued to talk about it the vice president met with the texas state legislators and continued to uh highlight and spotlight their efforts um on the bill down in texas we have to be vigilant and make sure that we are paying attention to everything that is happening across this country and frankly lifting up good things that are going on uh the vice president often talks about spotlighting places like nevada who has who, who in recent months has passed legislation to strengthen access to the ballot box not curb it not deny it so there is a lot more frankly to this conversation than one piece of federal legislation so we're going to continue to push for federal legislation but if that's the only thing we do we are not um yeah we're doing ourselves a disservice and so the vice president who is helping lead who is leading these efforts on the administration's behalf is really intent on making sure that she is lifting up the good work that is being done across the country but also letting folks know uh that we have to be vigilant and if and if and we have to look at what is happening in our communities and state legislators across the country and she's also about convening people bringing the people together that are doing the work making sure that those folks are being able to are 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 hearing from uh our administration and frankly our administration is hearing from them so convenings have been happening um uh from the from the staff level from the vice president's team as well as folks on the president's team and the vice president again she uh convened and uh spoke to that group the day that the president signed that bill and we'll be doing more of that mm -hmm. but it is a priority for this administration but we have to be vigilant and we cannot put all our eggs in the federal legislation basket ladies and gentlemen because mm -hmm. things are happening across this country right now as we speak I think uh yeah <laughs> I think we all need to spend a lot more time looking at what's happening in local legislatures and looking at what's happening to county election clerks across the country. I'm glad that you guys are focused on that. Simone Sanders, um get back to work, I guess. Yeah. You have a hell of a lot on your plate. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking this Thank time you. to outline it oh, all with before us. Before <laughs> I go, can I say something Please. though because you know what? Of course. I I I just I I was listening as you all were 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 getting started. um and the conversation you were having and i do just want to note that um when it comes to congresswoman ilhan omar uh someone whom i do know personally 
I believe that there is no place for that type of language in our politics and our institutions and the way in which um, she has been spoken about is, is just terrible. And it doesn't have to be like this. And I think that if we have a responsibility to elevate our political discourse and members of Congress have a responsibility to elevate the political discourse. So um, I think leaders in the Republican Party today, they need to step up. They can't be silent when it comes to uh, their members using uh, racist or violent rhetoric. Um, and we all need to call it out, but they got to call it out too. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Simone Sanders, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. Stay safe. Please stay you safe too. and as sane as possible. Yep. And we will talk to you soon, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Man, I needed. I just want to mainline some of that optimism this yeah. morning. That is exactly what I needed. Like, yep. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. Thing. We're going to yeah. do all the things. We're not just going to do the things that you're talking about. We're going to do other things. I really like, yes, she is right about the federal legislation eggs in basket conundrum. But we need federal legislation. Oh, yeah. We just oh, yeah. also need to be paying attention to what they're doing at the local level. Because, we, I mean, we've talked about this on the show. If, if you just had one you know, Trump neophyte instead of Brad Raffensperger. Right. We have a completely different situation right now. Right. I have no idea who's in the White House right now, right. if we have that. Um, I mean, and at some point we're going to have to like, I don't like, I don't want the 2024 transfer of power to be in any way about who happens to be sitting like, <laughs> like, right. like who happens to be sitting in the chair at the moment. Like if that's what keeps us in the White House, then we have a massive constitutional crisis. And I don't think we should be about like squatters rights. No, I mean, to move. Like, no, it's definitely a crisis. I mean, there definitely needs yes. to be. It's like, you know, you don't just do one thing in a crisis. You try to sort of approach a problem from multiple angles. It, this is it requires that. Um, and, you know, understanding it's a part of a concerted strategy on their part. They they are they have figured out a way, you know, with a multitude of steps and layers to cheat. And so mm -hmm. they're 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 doing their plan. So the counter to that is federal legislation. And also, I think, you know, one of the things that I've um, we had on our Peacock show um, and we talked about last week is uh, with Amanda Lippman is folks running for school board in their in their areas like if you're not if you're watching the the critical race theory thing and you're like this is crazy shouldn't we be talking about security and guns you know given the fact that yesterday there was another school shooting in michigan um where three three students were killed and many many others were injured and many are in very serious condition in the hospital still um, a 15-year-old mm -hmm. shooter. I mean, many of the students killed yesterday and shot were 14. I mean, 14 is so yeah. – it's just babies, okay? They're babies. And so, you know, thinking through, like, you know, how many people have died from critical race theory? Uh, zero people, um, <laughs> So, it, which is not being taught anyway. Um, but, you know, right. the, the other issues that are about education, access to education, making sure kids are able to um, – you know, resolve the learning loss of the pandemic years, um, go to school safely, maybe you should be on the school board. So it's a, it's a, it's not a strategy that, you know, is, is simply looking at the Biden administration to fix it. I mean, it sort of requires all of our efforts. I think it's unfortunate yes. that um, we're in this place because I, I really did believe, I don't know why, but I did believe 
I've been waiting the whole time um, <laughs> for people to realize. Or I guess I believed that the Republican Party believed in democracy. They just had, you know, yeah, different policy approach to how to govern. But well, that's not that how I feel now. That... Right. Exactly. Exactly. I thought they believed in a, in a democracy that was still rooted in a white supremacy. And that was a problem. And we should fight that wherever it is. But it turns out they believe in authoritarianism and fascism, which is just white supremacy in government form. Very different than democracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it requires, and they are fighting on every level. Like they are fighting the federal legislation, and they are fighting to install local county election clerks that you are never even going to think or hear about. Like they are fighting on every level, just like they always have. And we keep focusing on just the federal, just the president, just the presidential election. Like that's it. That's where we're going to put all of our. So yes, Simone is right about the eggs and basket conundrum. Yep. We have to be fighting on all of the fronts. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.